Good evening. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy, Lord. We thank you that when each one of us opened up our eyes this morning, we were greeted by your everlasting love upon us. That love that sustains us every move, every heartbeat. Father, we need your help in order just to see you. Father, give us eyes to see our Savior on the cross this evening. In Jesus' name, amen. It was 1998. I was 16 years old uh, the first time I went to Yosemite National Park. Uh, A good friend of mine set up this trip for a couple of guys. Uh, His name was Rick Gutierrez. And Rick would often uh, introduce new music, new movies, new books to try to inspire us punk teenagers. Um, and he was so excited. He was so excited to, to get us to the park because he wanted to share his favorite view of the park, which was at the base of this 3,000-foot granite giant named Al Capitan. If you guys have seen any of the photos, it is towering in the valley. It's, uh, it's unforgettable. There... As I looked up at this icon, and now its face was flooded by the the setting sun light, I was swept away into the majesty of the whole thing. Um, It was the the first time I ever been in the presence of something so overwhelmingly big. And it brought to my awareness how incredibly small I was. Another sober realization was that me and Al Capitan, we existed in the same reality. I didn't enter into a parallel universe, although it felt like otherworldly in the park. No, um, we shared the same world. This good Good Friday service, we gather around the base, the foot of the cross, to look up at the enormous, overwhelming love of God expressed through his son and the complete redemptive work on our behalf. So let's do that a little bit. If you have been with us during this Lenten season, we have been following Jesus' life through the Gospel of John. In chapter 3, this conversation between Nicodemus and Jesus, we see that God is the initiator, that God moves towards what he loves. And Jesus said it like this, that God so loved the world that he gave his son to the world to save it. That whoever believes in him will not perish, will have eternal life. That he sent his son not to condemn the world. Not to condemn the world. But that through him it might be saved. 
God is always the initiator because we are incapable of moving towards God. Jesus also in that same conversation graciously told us, told us the truth. That this is the judgment. The light has come into the world. But we loved. We were bonded. We were attached to darkness in so much in a way that, that we hated the light because of what it would do. It would reveal, it would expose our desires, our motives, our acts for what they are as evil. Because of that fear of the light, we use the power of shame to learn how to hide in many different ways. We learn, and we, we learn how to run. We would do anything to cover up what is really inside from coming out. We would do anything to keep it from being seen, and we would do anything to keep it from being touched. The law was given in this state. The law was given, the Ten Commandments were given, and it revealed that we didn't have the heart to keep it. But we did have the heart to take his law and to learn how to pretend and learn how to perform and do an outside, outside religious righteousness dance. Left alone in this condition, we would be lost forever. But God shows us his love that while we are yet sinners, Christ died for us. This Christ was the promised Messiah. We read in Holy Scripture, this Jesus, God incarnate, the word made flesh that dwelt among us so we could behold his glory. The glory as the one and only begotten of the Father, full of grace and full of truth. The Lamb of God without blemish or sin to take away the world's sin, to take away your sin. See, what Jesus did on the cross, and I want to, can you see it? I don't want to block this. I want you to use your imagination tonight. It's a gift. Jesus on the cross, he revealed the nature of our God. He revealed how the God of love responds and deals with, with sinners. How he responds and deals with rebellious children. How he loves those who set themselves up against him as his enemy. Jesus does for them what they cannot do for themselves. That goes radically against our culture. We gotta do it ourselves. We gotta do it the American way. But God shows us that His way is this is His way. See, Jesus lived a good and beautiful, faithfully obedient life to God on our behalf. 
he reached out and welcomed and had fellowship with those culture, society, and religion said they're far too gone. He spoke truth about God the Father to those who claimed they knew God. What Jesus did on the cross for our sake, he became sin, who knew no sin, that we might become the righteousness of God. On the cross, he defeated the power of sin, the power of shame, the works of the devil. On the cross, Jesus was reconciling the whole world to himself, not counting their trespass against them, but breathing out forgiveness and offering a new life. Those who receive that forgiveness in Christ are a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come with a new heart, with new desires, desires to love differently, desires to love like God loves and to live like God lives. What Jesus accomplished on the cross was not only was not only for a future reality that we haven't experienced yet. Yes, we have eternal life. But it's not only for when we check out. The power of the cross is for today. The power of the cross is for... Hmm, let me say it this way. What Jesus proved on the cross was love can handle sin. Love can handle sin in your relationships today. What Jesus proved on the cross is that when God looks at you now, He does not see a son of the first Adam under the curse. He sees His Son, beloved, cleansed, pure, He sees that, well, let me say this. <laughs> when the God of love takes on flesh, comes down to do what we can't do, and he shows us what to do with our suffering, he shows us what to do with our pain, he shows us what to do with our wounds. We are healed in Jesus' wounds. So when God is wounded, he doesn't get wounded like us. He proved on the cross that when he gets abused and when he gets punished and he gets crushed, he doesn't do the same thing we do. We return it. He absorbs our sin and gives us what we don't deserve. He gives us life out of his wounds. He gives us a new identity. The cross of Christ is transformation. Are you living in the power of the cross today?
Can you see the power of the cross of Christ in your relationships with your wounds? When you are wounded in your relationships, are you giving out life? Not giving what, what, what our old heart would do, our old flesh. We're going to learn how to get you before you get us. We have this now. It's been bought and paid for, for us. Love could handle sin. Jesus proved it on the cross. Is this a reality for you? It can be. All you have to do is trust and accept this forgiveness. Father, we don't understand the full mystery of your love, but you invite us into it. And you have included us not only in the and the death of Jesus, but what, what, he, what he provides for us. You did not give us what we deserve, but you give us a new life to live now. Will you help us see? Will you help us see where the source of that life is? And where it comes from and what you have done? Pray this in your name, in Jesus' name, amen.